Hello, Remote Start Nation, and welcome to Remote Start, the podcast for the individual who wants to start a business, build a lifestyle brand, and do it all while living the lifestyle they desire. Our goal is to help you take that idea, skill, or passion and turn it into a profitable, scalable business that thrives within your community. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I am on a mission along with special guests to help you understand yourself, the lifestyle you truly want from your business, and what it takes to start and scale it through systems and creating a sought-after brand. Regardless of the industry or where your small business is at in its growth stage, Remote Start is packed with lessons, stories, and the do's and don'ts of how to get where you want. So my simple question to you, what are you ready to start? If it's in business, branding, or lifestyle, then start it now and join the Remote Start Nation. Without further ado, let's get this show started. What is up, Remote Start Nation? Let's get something started. I'm Jim Doyon, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Remote Start, where I bring you stories and strategies on how to start a business, build a brand, and create your desired lifestyle. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing how community ownership can supercharge your brand, something I'm super excited to dig deeper in with you. In order to do so, I brought on someone who's trying to change the way that brands think about community. Tyler is CEO of UpsideDAO, an on-chain community collaboration platform that enables private companies to transform their communities into DAOs and reward individuals with tokenized ownership. Tyler and his team believe that distributing tokenized ownership of a brand transforms community members into vested and passionate ambassadors and contributors. This concept is new to me, and I couldn't be more thankful to be sitting across from Tyler today, hoping he can share his journey with the rest of the Remote Start Nation and drop some serious value with us on his business and this concept. Remote Start Nation, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Tyler Mori. Tyler, what's up, man? Welcome. Hi, Remote Start Nation. How's it going, everybody? Dude, thanks for joining us. I do, I, I'm very excited. I believe, and you and I talked on the phone before this interview, and I got to express my passion for community and how I think a brand can go out and just by doing the right things within their community and, and getting attention and, and, and growing and giving back to their community, they can grow their brand to another level. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I came across your profile and you and I talked, I was like, this is perfect. I've got to get Tyler on to talk about his brand, to talk about community. So here we are, my man. I, I, I'm very stoked to have you and, and actually welcome. Uh, thank you for welcoming him into your office here. Yeah. This, this, this is where Tyler gets to work every day and his team. I don't know. I think I'd be a lot more productive if I got to come <laughs> into somewhere like this every day. Yeah, so I mean, we like it. That's it's awesome. Nice, you know? How long have you been in here? Um, oh, uh, like five months. Okay. Five months. Yeah, before that, we were, uh, you know, I, we were at, at Kiln. Um, you know, had a, a small, like 12 person office before that, uh, yeah, we, we had like a little corner, you know, four person, like a hundred square foot closet at Kiln that we were in basically, uh, before that it was, it was, uh, me and, and Jordan and Samson in my basement. So nice. it's been, it's been quite a journey and we, we, uh, just hit a year. So, well, congrats. That's a, that's, that's a lot of growth in a year. It's, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's hard to deal with sometimes, but, uh, you, you look back at it, 
it's crazy how much things can change and how quickly. Now, I want to get more into Upside DAO. I want to get into community. Yeah. But let's let's get this started off by tell the Remote Start Nation something about yourself that maybe was a little bit of a different journey in your business or something that they wouldn't know if they just met you. Yeah. Um, I So I, uh, I, I would consider myself an, an artist to an extent. Um, I think that creativity and, and um, you know, propensity for, for art are actually incredibly important when you're, when, when you're building a company, a brand, you're doing something new, right? Um, you know, I, I uh, used to play the drums uh, a lot, did, did some jazz drumming for a while, uh, got into oil painting at one nice. point, but just, you know, finding a creative outlet. Uh, that it's a big part of who I am. And I think it should be a big part of, of anyone trying to start a company. It just, it gives you an opportunity to, to get out of the box. Right? So I, I couldn't agree more. Um, along with art and music lately, I found mountain biking to be kind of like my getaway and, you, you know, try to, trying to clear my mind on the path and, yeah. and not hurt myself at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so art, music, Upside Dow. Yeah. Talk to me more about Upside Dow and, and your mission behind the brand. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, mission behind Upside Dow uh, really stems from, you know, my previous experience working with lots of companies, being a consultant and, um, you know, recognizing that there are so many stakeholders in the brand and, you know, what we'll, we'll refer to as community, but you know, anything from, from customers to suppliers to, you know, even your law firm, right? Like yeah. the people who actually help you, you build that, um, they, they do contribute so much value that, you know, we as, as uh, business owners and, uh, you know, people who, who, who start a new business, you know, we can't do it alone. And, you know, when, when you start recognizing that, that you know, all these people help you along the way. Um, th there's so much value that that uh, often you know we 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 end up taking for ourselves that that really is built off of uh, the, the 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 contributions and, and the help that we receive from the entire community. And uh, you know, I, I thought it, there's got to be a better way to build a brand. There's got to be a, a way for those people to get uh, you know a piece of that value they create you know we we around here we call it upside right yeah but um it for them to get a piece of that and for for that uh you know that that ownership um and, and that uh, novel experience to really drive them to contribute even more right like i i i often you know quasi jokingly refer to it as as radical capitalism but the idea that you know, your, your, your money doesn't generate returns, uh, in isolation, like your, your value should generate returns, your contributions should generate returns. And then if we all get to participate in that, you know, we will, we will build much better, stronger, healthier, and bigger brands and, and businesses because of that. That's, that's incredible. And you started your previous career, you, you worked in the typical finance yep. world, you did valuations, you've, yep. you've looked at a hundred different startups and more and got to see what they've done. Great. Seen how they failed. 
did you take a lot of out of that in, in coming up with upside down in, I mean, in the model? Yeah, that's where it all comes from. Uh, like, it, you know, uh, I, I saw a lot of cap tables, right? Well, I, saw, I saw a lot of, uh, of the spreadsheets that have, you know, all the owners down, their shares. And, um, you know, I, you start to recognize, you know, uh, A, when you look at a startup that is, is generous with um, employee options, right, and giving ownership to their team, uh, you see a lot more retention, right? Your, your employees stay longer, they care more, and they're more productive. They do a lot better at their job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you extend that and, and look at the company. You know, I looked at the companies that I worked with that, that had really good community initiatives, right? That fostered that community. They had, you know, their Discord server or like a Facebook group, you know, or subreddit where you know they, they really got people involved in, in talking about things um and you see how much value that community actually drives and when you put two and two together and you recognize that you know hey if if we have the right incentive structure here right if everyone is on an equal playing field so to speak in that what you do and what you contribute um drives value for you and drives value for everybody uh, people contribute even more. Yeah. And I mean, significantly more, right? That's in the end, that's, uh, that's, that's how we ended up in web three too, because that's, it's really the ethos of web three, uh, people, uh, you focus on user and distributed ownership and what has that done? It allows companies, uh, to, to scale very rapidly, right? Like you would never think that a company where its value is literally just its brand, which is, you know, what NFTs are. Yeah. Um, you'd never think that that could, could really grow. And then you look at, uh, and then you look at some, uh, some projects like the, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, which, you know, people can joke all they want about selling monkey pictures, but in the end it, it was at one point a $15 billion business wow. and they did that in less than a year. Wow. Right. That's what, that's what really empowering community with ownership can do for you. So talk to me for a second. I want to get deeper into like web three and some of the more stuff yeah. with the, the business, but you know, you're working for in the financial industry and you're, you understand there could be a big difference and, yeah. and make a change. Talk to me more about like, what was it that made you start and say like, I'm going to start my own thing. I've got something here. Did you know at first you just want to go off on your own and do your own thing? Or did you have this idea? And then you went like, talk to me about it. Tell us, about, I mean, tell us all about it. Uh, it that's, a, that's a journey in and of itself, right? I, I would say yes. I, I always knew that I wanted to do something on my own uh, because I wanted to, to build something, right, that I could – that I could look at, uh, look back at, and recognize, like I, you know, I put in so much work and, and created something beautiful. Hopefully, um, I always knew I wanted to do that. I um, I had so many different ideas. Uh, in the end, um, I think really what what drove me to finally, you know, step off the edge and and do something about it was that I found an idea that that uh, it felt like I could do something more than just build something. I could do something more than make money. I could 
uh, step in and, and, and change the way uh, the world operates and you know, hopefully actually make it a better place. Yeah. What was your first step once you once you realized that and you knew that's what you wanted to do? What what was the following steps? What did it look like? <laughs> I um, I mean I don't know, man. I just went for it. Um, yeah, I, I uh, first step was I needed I needed people. Yeah, right? I needed someone to help me with. It. There was no way we we're gonna do this. I was gonna do this alone, right? So um, I talked to yeah the the best people that I could think of and. You know, it ended up being two of my coworkers. And, awesome. You know, Samson was the the chief operating officer at, at Scale, the company we worked with, and so it was not um, uh, was not an easy thing to do to to convince him or you know the others. Uh, but you know, in the end, me, Samson, and Jordan, we. Uh, I mean, they were the two guys that that sat down with me and said, you know, this this is possible, and we actually care about the same thing, right? Like we, we want to do this with you. Um, once I, I felt like I had that, that validation, like I, I belonged to a group that, that was really willing to push it forward. I, um, I mean, that gave me the confidence to know that we could, we really could do it. Yeah. And so you brought them, brought them on board and I mean, did you have a business plan right now and said, Hey guys, this is what we want to do. This is why, what, what I want to accomplish. Or is it more like, Hey, I've got this crazy idea that I think we can turn into something huge. Like who's yeah, on board. That was it. That was it. That's that awesome. Was, there, was, there was no business plan. Not even close. That is fantastic. <laughs> so then you, you're like, all right, basement, my house, this is our office. Let's get this going. Yep. And they both were on board. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's been a year and things have changed a lot, but um, you know, without, without the right team, it, it, it is never possible. That's putting the right people around you is one of the biggest things you could do to, to grow your company. That's for right. sure. So you, you're at that point, you've got your team. Now what? Well, that is a great question, right? Uh, no business plan, just a, just an idea and, and, uh, you know, something to work on. Uh, research that's that's really all we did for like a month and a half uh, you know i i was reading uh the the investment company act and the the, the securities and exchange acts i was you know reading into anything i could get my hands on that that uh you know was either research about community and and distributed ownership or like actually reading the the um the the like legal code and then like understanding how it even would be viable yeah um that was that was first steps right was just really seeing how we could actually pull it off um once we had yeah, a way to do it and go forward which obviously and by the way was not where we ended up right and that's what you really need is that first step that first um that first uh, proof that the idea could work, right? Yeah. That that and in, in our case that we could even do it legally because it's not like we're the first ones to have an idea like this, right? Uh, we're not the first ones to say let's get a community on the cap table, right? We are at this point uh, one of the only people who's like I actually have an idea where it's possible and and where you know like it's legally viable at least. Yeah. Um, 
so, I mean, you know, getting to that point was, was the toughest part. Um, and the most boring part, to be honest, that like, uh, the Se securities act is not riveting. Rule 701 <laughs> is not riveting. Uh, but you know, once you get past that, uh, it's a lot easier to, you know, then start convincing other people. Right. Cause like for a business, like what we're doing in software, we needed money, right. right? We couldn't just do this alone. And so. And we had to take an idea of go on the road and try and get people to invest in it, right? And that was not an easy thing either. But, um, you know, when you come to it showing that you've really done the homework, uh, it makes it a lot easier. You've done the homework. You've got a background in seeing what's yeah. been successful with other companies, what hasn't been. You built a team that has a background. Like, that's, that's impressive. That's how you get started. That's how you get started. And the fact that you just went out and did it. I applaud you. A lot of people sit there, they're sitting there right now going, I have this awesome idea and I'm sick of what I'm doing, but you know what? They're, they're not out there doing it. No, I mean, everyone can do it. That's the, the one thing that is the, the difference between someone who does and doesn't is just trying, honestly, like just getting out there and giving it a go is, is the most important thing you can do. Just start it, right? Like mm -hmm. just get going and start it. Yeah. So talk to me about, let's get into more upside down yeah. and let's talk about, you know, web three and blockchain and like some of these new, these new things that are coming out that are changing business and has helped you to get into this new business that you're, you're, yeah. you're doing. Like, tell us about it for the remote star nation that doesn't know anything about it. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it goes by many names. Um, you know, the, these days we, we gravitate towards calling it web three. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it is, it's blockchain, it's cryptocurrency, right? Um, that has evolved pretty significantly over the last, you know, 12 years since inception. Um, and I mean, you can argue that it's uh, incepted long before that. But uh, I mean, you know, from Bitcoin to now, uh, things have changed pretty dramatically. And, and it's, it's pretty hard to keep up with, too, because there's just a lot of innovation going on in space. But um, I mean, what it, what it really means is, uh, you know, for the first time in human existence, using code, using data, we have a way to verifiably transfer ownership of something, right? Like we, we have a way without a bank standing in the middle to say like, okay, well, you have this, if you send money to this person, they have that money now, right? Like we as a collective can determine that. Um, so, you know, removing those intermediaries and the fact that it's all built on code, uh, you know, allows you to also do that very scalably, right? And like, also do new novel things that couldn't be done before. Um, so, I mean, really what Web3 is about is, is about, uh, I mean, it's, it's user sovereignty. It's, it's putting the, the, the power back in the hands of the user and not, you know, like, like the fact that that uh, the the social media um, giants of our world control all of our data and sell all of our data, we've lost our ability to have privacy. Um, you know, our, our phones listen to us, and when you talk about, you know, uh, Walmart, all of a sudden you have a, a notification from Walmart, right? Yeah. Like it's time to buy something. It's just we have been taken so advantage of and and now we have uh a world in which we can change that right where where we have the power to do that um 
you know, it still requires trust though. Like it still requires the people building those things to, to share that ethically and to try and build, build, uh, you know, software and products that actually align with that. Um, but at least now we have a space to do that, right? Yeah. Where, where we can actually work with each other as people and peer to peer rather than, you know, through structures that, that take advantage of us. Um, I think the last thing I would add though, is that, you know, what, what web three is what it has become and what it really embodies is the fact that, um, ownership itself, uh, has always been gated and now we just want to remove those gates. Right. Like if you think back, I mean, hundreds of years, we didn't even own the land we farmed on, right? Like yeah. feudalism, we, we owned nothing. It was all loaned to us. Um, and, and, you know, we, we lived and, and survived just by continuing to work until we died. Right. And things changed. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have this beautiful thing called capitalism that allows us to, to, you know, build a war chest to retire. Right. Um, but then even there, when you have intermediaries, when you have people standing in, uh, you don't end up getting the full value, right? There's yeah. always something that's going to be taken. And so Web3 is just saying, hey, if you create value, you should participate in that, right? You shouldn't just be creating value for, for others. We together as a group should be creating value for ourselves. And so with that concept, you've talked to me about how community plays a role in that with brands and how you're leveraging that with Upside Down. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think the best example is, uh, you know, when, when you are a, a brand new startup brand that, uh, you know, you're, you're just trying to make a name for yourself, get your product out there. Uh, marketing in the general sense is generally pretty ineffective. How do you build a good sustainable business from zero to one? It's, you go out, you find those first five customers that just love what you're doing. They love your product or service. And then what do you do? You focus on them so that it, what you're building for them is, is perfect. And then they go and they tell people about it, right? Yep. It's word of mouth. It, like That is how you get from the zero to one stage. And I think we often forget about the fact that those people who are the ones that the foot soldiers going out and sharing you know, their love and their passion for your product or brand, like they're the ones helping you build that business. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the, at its core upside down is not like about altruism, right? It's not like, I'm going to give you some shares because you know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you would already do. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's about accelerating that, right. It's about saying, Hey, you know, I know you, one of my first five customers who loves this product is probably going to go tell your friends about it. Right. But you know, what if, what if you were an owner with me, right? Yeah. Like what if you had a small piece of this and then if we really build this to be a big thing, it could be significant for you. Yeah. Uh, that community member, that customer, that person who actually cares about that brand is going to go do a heck of a lot more than they would have otherwise. Yeah. Right. What that, means is is you build much faster big time it's a it's a way of incentivizing them on a level that they're going to see hopefully rewards from yeah. a long time to come
Exactly. You know, in, a, in what we do in my business and, and in my past building a, a lifestyle apparel brand, like that was a big way that we built our community was incentivizing the anybody that was was wearing our product or talking about our product. And, mm -hmm. you know, we would we there was different rewards that we would give them and yeah. it helped it helped completely to build it to another level. Yeah, it changes it. And I mean, ownership is is really the the piece that that uh, I mean, totally changes the game. Uh, allows you to do that at a completely different level, right? Like what, when you're building the business and you're, you're giving, you know, rewards and things like that to, to people, incentivizing them through traditional means, um, you know, the whole point of what you're doing is to build the equity of your business, right? Like for you as the, as the person building that business, the thing that matters the most is that ownership, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what you're working towards is making that valuable. And when, when you say, you know, I can, I can now incentivize you this way where, where you get that insane, same incentive structure and we call it the ownership mentality, but it's real, right? Like people all of a sudden start truly caring about it. Those incentives are so much stronger, right? So much more effective. Um, and I mean, I, I, it's important to note that like, part of the reason you don't see this is it just wasn't possible. Yeah. Right. Like as a, as a private company, um, I mean, for, for those listening that don't know, uh, the sec controls you pretty significantly when it, when it comes to how ownership is structured, right? Like, uh, you know, if, it, if it's a partnership or if it's like an LLC or something like you're limited on how many owners you can even have when, when it's, uh, uh, you know, a private company, you can only have 500 non-accredited shareholders. And, you know, we could talk about accreditation laws, but it's just totally bogus. The yeah. fact that we, you know, are now in this modern age and still limit what people can put their money in, right? That uh, the greatest wealth generation uh, event that has happened in the history of the world is technology. It's Silicon Valley. And for the last four or five decades, since things really started getting built up there, if you didn't have more than $5 million in net worth, you couldn't even participate in that, right? Like you had to, you had to buy into the stocks that are you know, publicly traded, that are already at scale companies and, and your, your reward period is so limited. Right. Uh, because, you know, how much more can they actually, the whole point of going public is that you've grown, grown to that size that now like you're you're at scale and it's it's slow growth and it, it isn't as rewarding and and you know we have all been been forced to to follow that and just watch as as the the i mean the wealth gap has increased more over the last 20 years than it has uh in in i mean decades it's 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 absolutely ludicrous that that you know, that we're all limited to what we can actually own or what, you know, where we can even put our money in. And, and so, you know, that's why we wanted to step in and say, well, you know what, uh, everyone should have the opportunity to have equity in an early stage company. So, so if I'm starting, a, if I have a brand already started mm -hmm. and I want to take it to the next level, yeah. tell me how Upside Dow can do that with what you're, what you're talking about right now. 
Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, the way we structure things is, uh, you know, a private company can, can uh, use our platform and we will create a DAO for you, right? Uh, what a DAO is then. Uh, DAO is an acronym. DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Um, you know, conceptually, what that really means is that, uh, you know, it, it is uh, decentralized in the fact that, you know, there's, there's no limit to how many people can be involved. Um, any, you know, it's open, people can just come in and start getting involved. Um, and, and it's really, you know, there's, there's no centralized entity controlling things. Okay. Um, autonomous is built on code, right? Like it's built on uh, smart contracts and on the blockchain. And so, um, you know, everything that, that someone does to contribute uh, through the platform, right? Like they can be, they, they can have a guarantee that they're going to get that, right? Like the amount of times I've heard about people uh, joining a startup and being offered employee options and like, hey, we're going to give you a percent of the company. And then like seven or eight months go by and you're like, hey, uh, when, when is my option grant coming? And they're like, oh yeah, we can only give you a, a quarter or a tenth or percent, right? Like everything's done off uh, like handshake agreements that, that hold no value. And, and so like autonomous is important. Um, organization, we all pretty much understand that term. So, yeah. uh, but that, that's what the, the whole idea is, is that it, it removes the barriers to entry and allows community members to go into a space where they can communicate with each other, have discussions and, and help build this together, right? Like the, the, the huge value unlock here is not I as the company incentivize all of you, not this one-to-many connection where, you know, I say, if anyone goes and does this, I'll give you an you know, Amazon gift card. Um, you know, you could say, uh, because you are then the bottleneck. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the value that the DAO provides is like, they just do things on their own, right? They talk with each other. They know what the goal is. They know the goal is to build the business and they're incentivized to do so. And so they just go out and they do that as a community, as a collective. So um, how, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, just finishing then uh, the thought, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, someone uses it, we, we set up that DAO for, for your community. Um, it is, uh, the, the legal entity is a lim limited cooperative association. Um, so, you know, all these people are members, right? There's not, it's, it's again, not handshake agreements. Like it, it's, it's based off of a, a ownership themselves in the legal entity. So the members of the cooperative own directly the cooperative, right? And then the company takes, you know, whatever portion that is, you know, let's say, you know, I mean, 5% could be, could be anything. You, you could do 1% of the business that you yeah. want to use to incentivize, but you take that ownership, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, through a financial instrument, uh, commonly that's going to be restricted stock units, but you're going to issue that in exchange for services, right? So the co-op acts as like this service organization that is uh, working for the business, right? And that, that work can be anything from discussing the product and, uh, you know, helping you by giving product feedback, helping refine the product. They can, uh, you know, use the platform, take to social media, spread the word. Um, anything that's going to help build the business, make the product better, uh, they're incentivized to do so. You don't have to worry about managing a, a community of possibly thousands of people. Right. You are managing your relationship with the community as a whole. Um, 
and then you know we also set certain guardrails to make sure that like it's it's not a runaway issue right like that the community you, you decide for that however much ownership you're giving what that's worth and then you you set performance indicators right and metrics on the platform so they okay. have to hit certain targets in order to actually earn so who's money. matching who's watching those targets who's making sure that they're hitting that the code is, the code is. yeah nice so that's one less thing that the you have to worry about as the as the brand owner yeah no the only thing you have to worry about as the brand owner once you've you know issued that equity that then is is vesting based off of their performance as a community the only thing you have to worry about is you've got to participate right like you've got to be involved you've got to show your face you've got to be there talking with them like that is what really makes people feel that sense of belonging is when like they they feel like they're on the same level right like they're and often it's 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 feeling like they're a part of uh, you know a, a group with a shared purpose that has some sort of often exclusivity to it. Like it, it feels, you know, you're you're a part of a club. Yeah. And um, you know that's that's your job. Your job is to be there with them to help direct them to say, you know, the, you know that's a great idea. This is how it could affect the business. You know, just just participating is all you really have to do. And, and then they take care of the rest of it. And so with a brand and, and, you know, I talked a little bit about community strategy, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, and, and the spaces concept. Yeah. Spaces framework. Yeah. So talk, talk to me a little bit more about that. Cause I wasn't familiar with the spaces framework before. Yeah. No, spaces framework is, um, I mean, it's again, another acronym, but it's, it's a, a way for you to, to have a, a, a mental map of how to value community. Right. Um, it's understanding what sorts of things community can do that that actually have business value, right? So um, let's go down the line. Spaces, uh, you know, starting S, S stands for support, meaning a community can be, uh, you know, a group of uh, like, like, like a, it's a bad comparison, but like the call center, right? Like the community can be those people that really understand the product. They know what problems people have. And then customers, you know, can go to the community for answers, right? Yeah. Um, product is the P. That's you know, I kind of mentioned it, but it's it's getting product feedback, it's refining the product, it's it's giving the people what they want because they're all there incentivized to spend time to tell you exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, A is acquisition. Uh, you know, that's the that's word of mouth. That's the community is going out and creating a larger customer base because they're finding, inviting, and uh, bringing on new customers. Uh, the C is contribution. Um, you know, again, that's similar things like they're, uh, I mean, even through our platform, people will be able to like contribute to code, They'll, like help you build a website, right? Like you can yeah. use the community to, to you know, bootstrap a business by, you know, them providing the services they do in their, their regular life. Right. Um, uh, e is engagement. That's a, it, it's more of a, um, open concept, but, uh, you know, people, people, and I mean, consumers, consumers make, uh, uh, purchasing decisions often based off identity these days, right? Like the, I identify with that product. Yeah. Therefore, you know, I purchase it because, you know, if it's apparel, right? Like, I want to show everyone what my personality is. And I do that through my clothing. Right. And, um, engagement and, and driving the engagement in the space that 
that creates a, uh, a culture that's valuable, right? That, that where, where people aren't just talking about business, but they're, you know, posting, uh, if it's outdoor apparel, they're posting pictures about and, and telling stories about their adventures outside, you know, yeah. with, their, with their stuff. It's, it's sharing those stories. It's creating content that, that, you know, we all want to consume. That's also not content, you know, like from an influencer that's targeted eventually towards us buying something. Right. It, uh, because the, the incentives are different, right? Like I'm not just going to get cash if you buy this crappy product, but like, I believe in this, this is what, you know, this, this product is, is my identity. And if, if you vibe with that, then come join us, right? It's creating engagement, it's creating that space. Yeah. Um, S I don't know why success is at the end. Um, cause again, that's, that's, it's more related to like customer success. Uh, it's, uh, you know, definitely important. Um, you know, I think product acquisition and engagement are really the strongest concepts right. there to, to drive value. But. Especially when you're talking about a community in yeah. general. So for the remote start nation, I mean, we've talked about web three, we talked about DAOs. It's a lot. It's a, it's there's a, so much, it's, yeah. there's so much to think about it. And so for, you know, those out there right now listening, what advice can you give them to do now? that can change their business and the way they're looking at their community, the way that they're looking at growing and engaging with their community, what advice can you give them? Uh, study, right? Like get out there uh, and read honestly, like, and I'm not a huge fan of this whole thing where, you know, you've got to read so many books a week to be a founder or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, that that's generally people who write books about, what it's like to be a founder and how to be a successful founder. Right. And that's, it, it's not actually going to get you there. Right. Uh, but you know, there is certain research you've got to do, right? Like you really have to know, really know the industry that you're in, know the key players in the industry, understand who your competition is, who the compliments are to your business. Um, and uh i mean you gotta keep up on on trends you've got to keep up on web three right you've got to start researching it right yeah. you got to know what all of this means for the rest of us because in the end there's there's so much to web three that uh is, is going to change how we do business uh that that i mean half of it's not been invented yet um and and you know staying up on that is going to be super important one it's going to help you cut costs because you're getting rid of intermediaries, right? You're right. going to make more money when you do this, right? When you get involved in Web3. Uh, you're going to have a better relationship with your community when you go the Web3 route. Um, and, and you're going to have so many more opportunities for digital aspects of your business. You know, even if, you know, you're not a software company, you're, you know, you're, 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 you know, sewing patches on shirts in the garage, right? Like you're building something cool, some, some you know, apparel company. Like even then, the like you don't just sell it out of a storefront anymore either. You know, you 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 want to do direct to consumer. And, yeah. Um, you know, digitally, Web three is going to change a lot of how we we do commerce. Uh, so I'd say, study, know everything about your industry, know know as much as you can about how Web three is going to affect that, um, and and know everything you can about building strong healthy community uh because you know you build that right foundation 
that is is going to uh, propel you forward uh, when when you when you hit headwinds when you fall down that you have something that picks you back up because uh, I mean if you don't build it on the right foundation you know one 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 manufacturing hiccup right like w- one recall and it can completely destroy the entire business yeah but when you've got those people vested to care um, you know you're not alone and, and you don't just fail because of one thing I couldn't agree more it's it's super important is there one place you would recommend to to learn more about web3 where where someone could go to and read oh man um, there is no one place that can uh, get you everything you need um, you know there are uh, there, there are so many different things to learn and in so many places uh, to be honest uh, if I had to pick one place it'd be Google just, right like yeah. it's just it just get on and start searching cool right like what is web3 yeah how does web3 affect my business right like anything you can think of any questions you might have find answers that's that is the best way to do it cool there you go remote remote star nation you heard it tyler i want to know what's what is your daily routine talk to me about what you do when from you get up to you know the end of the day when you're done and what is what are you doing over this last year on a daily level to help get to where you've grown this company from zero to you know 20 plus people um i mean daily routine is pretty simple i wake up i get the twins out of bed we feed them breakfast i get ready and i head out to the office right uh i come home uh we put the kids in bed uh and then uh you know have a glass of wine and watch netflix or something with my wife but the 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 key i could say to to you know building something and 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 focusing on you know how your daily routine affects that uh, it's different for everybody uh i don't like all the stereotypes of like you know if you're if you're not in the gym you're not a good founder right if you're not you know you're you're not exercising you're not reading books every day you're not doing all these things then it's not going to work uh, I think, you know, you, you find what works best for you and you take care of yourself. And by that, I mean, like you take care of your mental state, right? Like you, right. the, the one thing you can't lose is your excitement and your drive and your motivation. So whatever it takes to keep that, that's, that's what you, you know, formulate your daily routine. Around. I, to that. And I, I agree with that completely. Like I look at it and I talk about it in one of my earlier episodes, but you know, when you're starting a business and then also throughout like as you're growing i think it's so important to go back and look at it and say what makes me happy what is it that i can do to make myself happy and if it's changed from where you started then make the changes in your business to get that back yeah because too often i feel as as founders as owners we get so into the day-to-day routine and we're worrying about the company and then we're worried about our home life and the fact of the matter is, if we're not happy, the team understands it. They see it. It's different. The family definitely feels it. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Like, it's not, it's different for everybody, but it comes back to that one, for me, that one glaring thing. And it's making sure you're happy. And, and I go back to like, you know, understanding your why. Why is it that you're doing this? Yeah. So, so yeah. And I mean, I would say, 
uh, understand your why, and you sure as hell should make sure that like your why also involves uh, the 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 other stakeholders and the people participating there, right? Like your why should be your community too, right? Yeah. Like your why should be you know what am I actually doing for people, right? Uh, it, that I mean we all know that like that actually is more powerful, right? When you're really focused on yourself. Um, you know, the why can move around and like, you can find opportunities to make money other ways. Like there's always, the grass is always greener, but if you find the, the, the people in the cause, if you find the people in the cause that, that doesn't go away. Those people need, uh, and, and want what you have to offer. And if you're focused on doing that and, and, uh, you're not taking advantage of it, like you're always going to be driven. You're always going to be motivated because there's, it, it's not just you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's, that's great advice. I know we're coming to an end here. I want to make sure we let the remote star nation know where they can find you, what they can do if they're interested in learning more about upside Dow, they want to reach out to you personally. Um, where, where can they find you? Yeah. So, uh, finding me is, uh, easy. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, most of the time that's, uh, funny enough, um, Twitter, not LinkedIn, is where Web3 does business. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably drop those in the show notes if you want. Cool. So people yep. can, can get a hold of me. Um, you want to learn more about uh, UpsideDAO, go to theupsidedow.com. Cool. Um, you know, sign up for the wait list. That, that would be, you know, a, a great first step. Uh, we also have an incredible blog with, um, I mean, uh, some team members and advisors who've written up uh, a, a ton on on how to start getting. So, I mean, I said Google earlier. You can Google the UpsideDow.com and go to our blog. That's a great place to start. Too. Awesome. There you go. Go to the UpsideDow first. Learn everything you can. And then go Google everything else. You're probably going to have to Google half of what you're reading the articles <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Well, you've dropped a ton of knowledge today, man. I, I can't thank you enough. Think, I mean, it, it was a, a surprise hearing from you. I'm so glad we did it. Me too, man. And listen, I'm new to the area, so I look forward to uh, continuing our relationship and having you back on the episode and you know, totally. get the families together and drink some wine. Absolutely. That sounds beautiful. Awesome. Right. Well, Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much today as I did from Tyler. I hope you can put that, what you heard into action. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I can't thank you enough for spending the time here as you did today with Tyler and I. Remember to leave a comment, subscribe, and share with the people in your community who you think can learn something from what you heard today. So from that, I want to tell you and remind you, go start something. Start today. Get up and do it. Thank you. Till next time. Well, Remote Start Nation, we have come to the end of another episode. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Woodward Movement, your go-to for brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to remotestartpodcast.com or our social channels to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you on your journey. And as always, 
please don't forget to share the Remote Start podcast with your friends and colleagues you think would enjoy being part of the Remote Start Nation. Until next time.